Hey, what's going on? My name is Kevin Woodman, and today I'm starting off a brand new podcast and a brand new YouTube channel. So if you're catching this, you're catching the very first video. Uh, it's my second uh, YouTube channel. My first YouTube channel uh, is a gaming channel. So if you're watching this, if you followed me over there from here, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate the support that you guys are giving me to follow me over. But today I'm starting off a very relatable uh, topic to that YouTube channel, and that's going to be a sports channel. Today I'm going to be starting off the first video, and what I'm hoping is it's going to be a lot of uh, football related content so if you like what you see make sure to stick around by hitting the subscribe button and if you don't like what you see uh, make sure to uh, never watch me again I'm just kidding but ultimately let's <laughs> but ultimately uh, this is like I said I'm just talking here um, so I'm not going to edit any of this out so what I'm going to go over today is I'm going to go over uh, the biggest sports topic in my uh, region which is I'm in the Philadelphia area and Jalen Hurts uh, is all of a sudden named the starter of the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a huge story. Um, I feel like I mean, it's definitely getting a lot of national attention, uh, but without a doubt, I mean, it's the biggest story. Anytime a quarterback changes teams or a team changes its quarterbacks in a market, um, that's a huge deal. That's that's about as big as it gets. So uh, I'm going to be going over that. I'm going to be going over a little bit of a history of how uh, the Eagles got to this situation uh, because it seems like only yesterday, in a lot of ways it really was, that Carson Wentz was the offensive MVP of this team last year in 2019 when he carried this team to the playoffs with nothing more than, um, you know, as, as, as you know, uh, some people put it, throwing the lawn furniture and being the first quarterback ever to throw over 4,000 yards with no 500-yard receivers. Although I think that's a little bit misleading because I do think that he has some decent targets around him. But ultimately today I'm going to be going over the history of it and then I'm going to be going over what the future holds for this team because I think that that's probably the biggest question mark. This particular team has one of the bleakest outlooks of any team in the league uh, as far as trying to turn this around and it is currently such a huge mess if I were to compare the mess that this team is in right now it would almost be like comparing it to walking home and finding that your entire house had been knocked over by a tornado you don't even know where to begin to try to start over to pick up the mess that's what the Eagles are looking like right now and I think that's why so many fans are divided as to what who to get rid of who to replace who to, to, to bring in to start over there's three main culprits that get looked at although I really think there should be a fourth and I'll mention him in a minute but the three main culprits are really the coach, the quarterback, and the GM. Those are the leaders of the team, whether it's the leader on offense, which is failing, the leader on the entire team, uh, which is failing, and Doug Peterson, and then the architect, which is the GM. So I'm going to be going over all three of their parts in this as well, and then I'm basically going to be breaking down what I think the Eagles should do. Now, the fourth guy that I think that's not getting looked at enough is Jeffrey Lurie, the owner. I think that he's gotten to the point where he just might be a meddlesome owner. He just might be. He's, he's getting a pass. Nobody really seems to notice it. He's not coming out verbally like a Jerry Jones might. Um, he's not, um, you know, he's not like he's not getting the credit that he deserves. But I really think that the way that the power structure is set up in Philadelphia, I really think that he's doing more behind the scenes. Uh, and there are reports of this going back a couple years that when they when he fired Chip Kelly, that he was taking a more hands-on approach to try to fix this team, make sure it goes in the right direction. I think that he might be a bigger part of the problem than people are really giving it credit. And I think it's because, like I'm saying, the power structure in this team, it's really, and it's always been, this has been the quote, uh, whether it's uh, Howie Roseman coming out and saying this or, or Doug Peterson coming out and saying this, that it's always a group effort. There really isn't one guy in charge. It's always a group effort from a, a 
conglomerate of people when they make these big decisions. And Jeffrey Lurie is definitely a part of that. So he definitely should be, I mean, he's he's getting shielded. I think he's, I don't want to say how he's getting thrown under the bus, but certain moves you know that he that Howie didn't just make without running it by Jeffrey Lurie. I think he's, he's, he's a part of it as much as anybody else. And I really think, I mean, you can't get rid of owners. I think he's a really good owner too. I'm not trying to say he's not a good owner. Obviously he brought the first Super Bowl to Philadelphia ever. Um, but and he's they've been successful too it's not just the super bowl they've been uh, since the you know since he's been there they've been a playoff slash super bowl contender pretty much every year he's been there so he's definitely a good owner but when you look at what's going on here he, his hands are not clean so I, i'm not going to spend a whole lot of time going over that but let's go to the next guy down this is the guy that in my opinion is probably closest to the hot seat and the guy that's probably gonna you know has the highest chance of getting his head chopped off when it comes to uh, how the eagles are going to restructure this and that's howie roseman howie roseman um his failings are probably the most glaring aside from the record itself um he really has put this this roster in shambles and the salary cap which is supposed to be his specialty there's no redeeming qualities right now in Howie Roseman's arsenal now looking at like I said the Eagles have a really bleak future the salary cap alone which is something that I've been harking on privately before obviously this is the first video on my YouTube channel but that's something that I've been talking about privately which is really concerning the Eagles have the most money over the cap of any team in the league I think it's about 90 million dollars which is really bad <laughs> especially when you look at it if you try to look at it and you can do this you go to over the south you go to um, over the cap.com and you can look at uh, how they break down contracts and you can try to like decipher how do you find a little wiggle room here they can get rid of a few players but ultimately it's not going to be easy there's going to be um, I don't really see how they get under the cap without making some major uh, reconstructions to contracts which is already what got them here when they won the Super Bowl in 2017 they did what a lot of teams do they wanted to try to make um, this Super Bowl window last and what you do when you have that opportunity and when you have so many really you know great players so many Pro Bowl players on a roster which is why they won in the first place you try to kick the can down the road they tried to kick the can down the road by uh, basically you know just shoving guaranteed money down the line and you know doing a bunch of things that are really coming back to bite them in the ass now which is typically what happens that's typically what happens to all teams which is once again why I said I don't think this should be a surprise to Jeffrey Lurie I'm guessing that Jeffrey Lurie is probably in on this idea to try to get another Super Bowl out of this this short-lived window um, but that's you know if that's the thing that that Howie you know rests his hat on is that he's really good with the cap I don't think that he can really say that being 90 million dollars over and not really having a lot of wiggle room to I don't even know how they're gonna get under the cap to be honest with you I really can't figure that out they're gonna have to at the very least get rid of every veteran wide receiver every veteran defensive end that I see um, and maybe defensive lineman they're probably going to gut the strength of this team which is the defensive line which is basically going to leave them basically talentless um, throughout pretty much the entire defensive <laughs> the entire defensive scope is resting on their defensive line and I think that they're probably gonna have to gut that which is not something that Eagles fans want to hear because Malik Jackson obviously he's got to go he's got um, his cap number I think has I don't think there's any guaranteed cap when it comes to his cap number so he's probably one of the highest ones on the chopping block uh, Brandon Graham's another one who's getting older um, he, people aren't going to want to hear that obviously Brandon Graham's beloved in Philadelphia but when you look at his cap situation um, he's one of the obvious ones that if he doesn't I mean he's having his best year too which he's not going to want to hear hey you want to take a team friendly reduction to stay here nobody's going to want to hear that because this team's in such shambles typically when you're winning you have a little bit of a better opportunity to try 
to um, to get that done, to try to get players to buy in. But as bad as this team is, nobody's buying in. And we've seen signs of that already. When you look at Jason Peters basically forcing uh, his way to left tackle by getting more money, he's always done that. I mean, that's nothing new with him, but it's different than what's expected of the Eagles. We, we've, we've become accustomed to teams taking team-friendly deals because they wanted to be here, because it's such a great organization, and because they had a winning window. Now it's a disaster. It's in shambles, and everybody's just going to want to take what they can get and run. So a lot of really beloved players are going to be going. I think Zach Ertz is one that's I can't see how they validate keeping him, considering his contract's coming up, and they don't have any money to give him with Dallas Goddard behind him. Um, so there's just, there's just no real hope for the roster. I think we're going to see a huge shakeup because there's no other choice the salary cap kind of leaves it that way and the other way you can fix a team is by drafting and i don't think that that's something that harry roseman has any clue how to do we're all aware of or at least you should be if you're not uh, of the eagles passing on uh superstar receivers in the last two drafts in dk metcalf and justin jefferson both of which are probably two of the top 10 receivers in the league already in their young careers to take uh jj arcadia whiteside ortega whiteside i didn't even say his name right but who needs to know his name he hasn't done anything in the league there's no real need, reason to know his name um uh, he's he is a footnote he, he is a thorn in eagles history okay he's going to be something that we all look back and say why did they take that guy you remember that horrible pick that alone should get howard roseman fired and i mean out of a cannon i don't mean like fired from his job i mean like fired out of a cannon into the fucking sun uh but other than that they also passed on Jeff, justin jefferson which i'm not i'm not out on justin i'm not out on, or on jalen rager i'm not out on jalen rager yet i think that he's still a really talented player but obviously justin jefferson is hitting the ground running a lot faster and doing a lot more but justin jefferson is not a bust the same way that jay jaw is a bust jj arcadia whites ortega whites i keep calling him arcadia like i said who cares he's a bum but ultimately those are some of the biggest omissions uh, and there's there's multiple more. So he's proven that he's horrible at making decisions in draft and drafts, and he's proven that he also can't manage money. So what other job requirement is there of a general manager? Uh, which he's not even technically really a general manager, by the way. That's uh, he's kind of just a de facto. So what what value does he bring? So in that vein, since you have to start over anyway, when you look at this roster, when you look at the age of the players, when you look at uh, the salary cap situation, and when you look at everything involved, it really just just screams start over. And I think that's what the Eagles are going to do. And that's why when you look at uh, Jalen Hurts getting the nod as the starter, uh, it might be a bigger indicator of what they're thinking as far as Carson Wentz and his contract. Um, Winning Super Bowls in this league, there's really two different ways to do that successfully. One of which... Um, is doing that with a young quarterback on a rookie deal. That's that's probably one of the easiest ways teams have done that in, in recent years. Uh, before a quarterback signs that massive contract that really significantly hurts the salary cap and teams' abilities to get great players around that quarterback. That's typically uh, one of the easiest paths to winning a Super Bowl, and the Eagles are past that window with Carson Wentz, but they're not past that window with Jalen Hurts. So if they start over with Jalen Hurts, it significantly opens up a lot of resources to try to uh, basically um, you know, get another title run going, although obviously I think they're pretty far away from that right now. But two years down the line, three years down the line, before Hertz is getting contract, maybe they are back in that window because they are still a pretty good run organization. So to me, that's probably something that they're considering. 
Carson Wentz, though, his contract is is so ridiculous to the point where I think it's like $60 million if he were to get cut or traded after this year, which makes it impossible. I can't even imagine how they could do that. Um, that's something I mean, it's that's something we're going to have to see. Is that a realistic uh, possibility? I still think he has value, and I still think that he can turn it around because, I mean, I'm not a blind win supporter. I think that he's played absolutely horribly this year, and I've been calling for Jalen Hurts for weeks because I just can't watch this team anymore. I just want to see somebody play a little bit better, a little bit more exciting, somebody that can complete a simple pass, which Carson really seems to struggle to do right now. Uh, but it reminds me a little bit of Nelson Aguilar when they – when they benched Nelson Aguilar, I think what was his second season, Nelson Aguilar had some serious confidence issues where he just couldn't catch a ball. He just couldn't do his job. I don't know if playing in Philadelphia plays its part in that. It's a very high pressure, uh, you know, very, the, the media especially is very intense. Um, they, they push for information the way probably no other city does. Uh, and I think that um, playing in this in this town, especially when you're losing like this, and the expectations are Super Bowl every year, or you know something of that nature, I think that that pressure can really get to a player. Uh, and when Carson Wentz essentially, um, you know, when, when he, he's lost his confidence for sure. Uh, he, he almost seems like an athlete that, you know, I heard somebody compare it to like a baseball player, a basketball player having the yips, uh, which, you know, we've seen in this city with, uh, with um, you know, plenty of players before. Marco Fultz, uh, for example, in basketball, same thing. I mean, that's a guy that he just, he's playing fine, I guess, now wherever he is. I think a lot of times players just have to either leave the situation or at the very least, like the Nelson Aguilar situation, take a break, uh, which is exactly what Nelson Aguilar did. And the following year, he had his best season as an Eagle. And now that he's not in Philadelphia, at all in Oakland, or I'm sorry, not in Oakland, in Las Vegas, um, he's actually having a really good uh, year. He's actually having a resurgent year, which should get him paid even more than the one-year deal that he's on right now. So I do think that um, you know, I think that Carson Wentz should sit down for the season just to just to, to get his mind away from things. I really do. Um, but with that being said, I mean, there's plenty of uh, examples like when Don McNabb got benched, he he got his job back a week later. And he really lit the rest of the season on fire. I don't know if Wentz is that guy. I really don't. I don't think that mentally he's he's built that way. I just feel like uh, watching him over the years, he's never been that clutch quarterback. Um, that you know, you don't really see that fire in him. You don't see him barking at other players. I really feel like he's just he's just like too passive for for this situation. Um, you know, I just I don't know. I don't really see. I don't really have a lot of hope for him this year. But I really think that if he walks away, refocuses his mind comes back with a different mentality that he could come back and be a better player uh, than he is right now. Um, so, but with that being said, I also like Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, Eagles fans are so quick to want to destroy Jalen Hurts because um, when they drafted him, it was so loathed. Now, the same thing with Don McNabb. When they drafted Don McNabb, he was booed. Obviously, Eagles fans don't know everything because Don McNabb turned out to be probably the best quarterback that the Eagles have ever had. And Jalen Hurts, there, I don't, there wasn't a live draft because of COVID. But if he was drafted and there was a live audience of Eagles fans, they probably would have booted too. It's definitely, it was definitely a very misunderstood pick to say the least. And Eagles fans just flat out hated the idea of being the first team to do that, drafting a – I mean, Aaron Rodgers, they drafted his eventual replacement, but Aaron Rodgers is like 37, 38 years old. The Eagles did it when Carson Wentz is 26, 27 years old. So obviously it was a, uh, it was a move that wasn't very popular. Now with that being said – if you go back and look at the history of Jalen Hurts, there's a lot to like about this player. Uh, I really think that, I mean, when you look at his his history in college, is definitely checkered. 
Um, it's definitely up and down, but if you just focus on the positives, there's some amazing positives when it comes to Jalen Hurts, like starting as a true freshman in Alabama, the number one college program in the world. Um, is amazing in itself to, to not even be a red, a red shirt, just to come in and go right into a starting quarterback position at that university is very impressive. Uh, he also took them to a national championship, even though he lost his job in that same national championship. He lost it to a guy who, by all intents and purposes, was expected to be a number one pick which is very impressive. I mean, if you're if you're going to lose your job to babe, you know, to to the, the the future number one pick in the draft, that's something that I don't think that's really a negative. He left and then went on to become a Heisman finalist in another college. You'll have to forgive me. I don't follow college too well, but um, he went to I think it was Oklahoma. Uh, either way, he went to follow a, another former number one pick in Kyler Murray. Who followed another number one pick in Baker Mayfield? I don't know if I have that order, <laughs> that order correctly, but he he basically those are the names that he's surrounded by. Three, all guys that are supposed to be number one picks, and then Jalen Hurts kind of gets slotted in behind them. I mean, to be mentioned in that class, all of them looking like really good NFL quarterbacks right now. That's a pretty good class to be part of, uh, and he's at that point now where the Eagles. I feel like they got a bargain. I feel like they really got a steal with where they got him because if he would have stayed at Oklahoma or if he would have stayed at um, Alabama and started all three years, I think that you would be looking at a guy who was a high first-round pick the same way because he has all the physical tools. I mean, he has all the same uh, all the same measurables. He's just he's just kind of. He's just kind of thought of as, uh, you know, he, he lost his job in a very public way, and I think that that kind of stained his reputation. But if you look at him from every other aspect, I mean, the guy is a highly recruited player everywhere he goes. If you have a coach that's, you know, in Oklahoma that's that's churning out number one overall picks, and he says, hey, buddy, I want you to come here because I think you can be that type of guy, that doesn't say a lot to you. Same thing with Alabama. You have the greatest college program in the world saying, we want you to come here and start right away. That doesn't mean a lot. I mean, that's that. those those are very, to me, very powerful things um, in somebody's background. And like I said, he was a Heisman finalist at the end of the day, and he was a national champion also. So he has a lot of great things in his background. Uh, and I just think that the Eagles, especially their fans, need to give him a chance because if you look at these things, he, he definitely has – all the ability in the world and you know like i said i just think people wanted i think people are more they more want to say that they were right that they did they shouldn't have drafted a quarterback right now because it does look like it's had a negative effect on wentz but they they're more they more want to say that they were right and that that was wrong than they want to win which is i think that jalen hurts could be that guy i think that he could be you know like i said he should have in my opinion he could have easily been a first round pick if his college career went a little bit differently so I'm going to go ahead and end the video there. Um, if you guys, uh, like I said, if you like this video, uh, hit the subscribe button. If you agree or disagree, let me know in the comment section. We'll go back and forth. And other than that, thanks for watching.